Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to another week. How often have you felt frustrated with somebody because they didn't do something the way you would have done it? Well, that was me a couple of weeks ago. I was smoking pissed. And what made it worse was that I was alone with my thoughts. I was by myself. I swear my mind can make things so much worse for me. I don't know about you, but I get into this vortex and sometimes I have a hard time getting out of it. And before I know it, I've come up with all these reasons why somebody did something or why they should have done it differently. And guess what? I'm not resolving anything. I'm just talking to myself. I'm working myself into a tizzy. You ever done that? It can make you feel like you're crazy, really. And the worst part of it all is that I don't resolve anything. Sounds insane, right? Well, it kind of is. And I will openly admit that. There are times where I spend time by myself. And especially with this quarantine, I spend time by myself. Uh, And so I tend to think about a lot. I could spend the whole day ruminating about something. Uh, And I will openly acknowledge that I I do have... Uh, obsessive thinking sometimes. I really worked hard to to stop the spiral, but there are times where I really just can't help it. I'll vacillate between feeling hurt and angry. I get nowhere, and I got nowhere that day. I was caught up in what's called the crazy eight. So I'm going to tell you about the crazy eight, and I want you to imagine the number eight lying on its side. And each side is one of the two emotions that you bounce back and forth from on a regular basis. Okay. It's, it's where we, we get stuck in either one of these emotions. Okay. So some of you might have sadness on one side and anger on the other, while others may have anxiety on one side and fear on the other, or it could be anxiety and anger, whatever it is, you know, the, the kind of top two feelings that you vacillate to and from. Okay, so each of us in this crazy eight, we play this ping pong game with ourselves when we haven't found a solution to get us out of this seesaw of emotions. So the goal for all of us when we get caught up in our crazy eight is to find that middle ground, that clarity that will allow us to tap into the feelings that we do want to have then we can get out of the crazy eight into the middle and up on top and start feeling the emotions that we want to feel. Well, that wasn't me that day. Really was not. I was stuck on the side of angry and I was working myself up into quite a tizzy. And man, it really bothers me that I do that. I, I, it bothers me that I do that. And I also found myself, you know, I was getting angry and then I started getting sad because my feelings were hurt. And that's really what's under anger. It's pain. 
So I thought, okay, uh, woman, you, you have really worked on yourself most of your life. What do you do? You got all this energy. You're by yourself. You can't address the issue right now. What are you going to do? So I went outside to walk and to get rid of some of the energy. And boy, did I kick that walk's butt. I made record time for three miles that day. And I was hot and I was sweating big time. And even though I did my best to get rid of the energy, and I'm thinking, thinking, thinking on my walk with my music blaring in my ears, I couldn't get rid of it still. I was still harboring it. I had such trouble. I was snagged. Why was I having such a problem letting go of my anger? What was really underneath it? I always try to look for the root cause of what isn't making me feel good. I really do this because... I do not want to feel bad, even as part of the human experience that we're going to have pain. And I talk about that a lot with y'all. It's not, we're not meant to just sit in the shit of it. We're not meant to suffer because I know that I'm not just supposed to feel badly. I'm supposed to learn, lean into the depths of what I can feel, of what I feel so that I can come out on the other side of it and find resolution. So I chewed and chewed and chewed on my anger until I, it finally gave me two things. First was clarity about why it was there. And the second was compassion. The clarity I gained was that I was seeking significance. I felt slighted and I felt forgotten. I was hurt that somebody who I deeply, deeply cared about would have treated me this way when I'm so very cognizant and actively aware of not ever treating somebody like that. Doesn't mean I don't mistakenly do that, but I never have any kind of intention, let alone malicious intention to treat somebody like that. Boom. There it was. That was the reason why I was so pissed. Now. Okay. So now what? Now I needed to find some way to clear uh, myself of that energy and find resolution so that I wouldn't destroy any more of my day. And granted, I've already destroyed most of it, just feeling what I felt. And I know that every day is precious and I don't want to waste my time feeling any other thing than happy, joyful, and, and peaceful. So like I said, it came back. I was real sweaty and hot 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 it was a hot day so i'm drinking my gatorade and i'm trying to rehydrate myself interestingly enough just got the download i was trying to rehydrate myself physically but also mentally so i i was still at such a breaking point i prayed to god loud and clear in that moment i said please please help me understand what's going on uh, and how i can let go of this pain please show me what i need to know to let it go. And then I let that prayer go. So I turn on the TV. I'm sitting under my ceiling fan. And I start uh, shuffling through the channels. And I end up on Oprah's network. Oprah really does have some good shows, y'all. Uh, I can't remember who she was interviewing. But whoever it was gave me exactly what I needed. And I thank my guides and God and the angels for this moment. This person simply said that everybody is just trying to do their best. 
It hit me hard, but in a good way. Was my friend really doing their best? Really? Was I? Where was this disconnect? So I sat with that idea, chewed on it, chewed on it. Now, all of a sudden, I kind of felt my whole body relax. I felt like the, I was feeling less tense. And the more I sat with it, the more compassion took over me instead of contempt. And before I knew it, I was beginning to feel relief. And I was able to move myself farther and farther away from my initial feelings of pain and rejection and contempt. There it was. That simple phrase changed my mood, changed my perspective, and I allowed it to change my day. I realized something else too, that while what I may believe is the best that somebody could be doing, we all play by our own rules. We all do the best we can in each moment. It's very, very true. It may not measure up to how I think you should be doing what you're doing in the moment, but that's my shit, not yours. But we all do the best we can in each moment. It doesn't mean we're going to hurt, we're not going to hurt somebody else's feelings. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to make mistakes. But when it comes down to it, y'all, most people aren't malicious with their intention or their actions. Sometimes they're just caught up in themselves. I believe most people have good intentions and I believe most people make mistakes. It was time for me to let go of what I had allowed to grab hold of me that day. My last step was to reach out to my friend and share where I was and what I needed from them in the future. And y'all, I want to share something with you about that. I was talking with a, uh, a client of mine the other day, and we we're talking about partnerships and how really to develop deeper intimacy. Um, each of us, it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in, whether it's same sex or heterosexual relationship, there is polarity. Usually there's someone who tends to be more masculine. There's somebody that tends to be more feminine. And so when I talk to couples about how to develop more intimacy, one of the most important ways that you can do that is be in your natural state. So if you tend to be more feminine, whether you're male or female uh, or transgender, however you identify, it's going to be very, very important that you allow your partner, your spouse to be able to step into their masculinity and step up in the way they need to step up for you. In the same way, men, uh, for you to be in your masculine for your woman and allow her to be in her feminine. And one of the prime ways that I teach couples about how to do that is to ask for what you need. The other piece is to take initiative to get what you need. For example, my delicious boyfriend and I can be walking somewhere and while he is affectionate, for sure, because I could not be with somebody who is not, I am really affectionate. My uh, uh, love language is touch. So I'm always touching on him, kissing on him, snuggling on him. But he could walk by with me, uh, next to me, 
and not even hold my hand. He could cross the street without even holding my hand. So I'm, I poke at him all the time and we laugh. I, I don't want to make him feel bad uh, because he's so sweet about it. Um, but in order to get my need met, there are a lot of times where I don't even say anything and I just get a hold of his hand or get a hold of his, uh, his arm or touch his back. That satisfies my need. So I initiate and uh, it allows me to feel better. And then there are times where um, I am in my feminine and I need him to help me, whether it's his physical strength because he's pretty strong uh, and muscly, uh, or where if I need help solving a problem. Uh, there's nothing better than pulling your partner in to help you solve a problem. That creates intimacy. So there are a lot of ways, and I think maybe maybe in a, a future podcast I could talk about uh, how I help couples uh, reframe the things that they've gone through and rekindle their love because I've had many, many couples uh, visit me and uh, on the verge of divorce. Again, doesn't matter, same-sex couples, uh, heterosexual couples, people have been married for 20 years, people have been together a year and a half, literally ready to sign divorce papers. And I'm not saying there's magic that I do at all, swear, 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 but I do uh, offer strategies to help people quickly move through the struggles that they have so they can really see what is underneath what they need, what their partner needs, and how to meet the needs. So it was time that I... I was proactive and I got my need met from this incident that I uh, began to talk with you about. So I reached out to my friend uh, to share where I was and what I needed. And I did, and thank God the conversation went just beautifully. Uh, and, and there was a process that I used. I didn't want to come at this person all pissy pants or hurt or whatever, but I did want to be honest. And one of the things that I feel like works the best uh, most of you have heard this before. Some of you have not. Uh, but it's called uh, speaking from I. At least that's what I call it. Um, so I began with something that sounded like this. Hey, so-and-so, you know, do you have a few minutes? I need your help with something. Sure. And let me tell you, anytime you ask somebody if they can help you with something, you elevate them. And uh, they are more willing uh, to offer you help. So I said, hey, I need your help with something. I, I really, I've been struggling all day with something and I've been, uh, I've gotten myself in a tizzy about it and I have felt hurt. Um, and I need your help to fix this. And uh, this is what happened. And I know you didn't mean to, but I felt rejected. I felt forgotten and I felt ignored. And that really hurt my feelings because I didn't understand why all of a sudden something had changed. And within a matter of minutes, I realized that not only was this person offering their sincere apology, but also I recognized what I could have done differently from the get-go so that I could have gotten the clarity that I needed without wasting this whole day that I spent, the time, the energy, the feelings that I didn't need to go through. Uh, my friend and I kind of, we did we did things together pretty regularly and all of a sudden uh, that changed. So instead of me getting all uh, bothered and pissy pants about it, 
I could have said from the get-go when I started to feel confused, hey, uh, I could have said, uh, is this, is this what's happening? What can I expect? And that would have solved everything because this person didn't even think, uh, to mention anything to me. Uh, anyway, so I realized I could have asked them up front, Hey, is X going to happen? Or are we going to do X? And I could have gotten my answer, but I guess I, I made a mistake too. And, and that's something that's important for y'all to realize that, you know, if you, if you feel hurt by somebody, you know, they're not being malicious. If you tend to be suspicious and that's your shit, you got to clean that up because you will always feel like, uh, if, if, if you don't learn to trust yourself, you will always be suspicious of other people. I'm going to say it again. If you don't learn to trust yourself, you will always be suspicious of other people. I say this when it comes to betrayal too. If you don't trust yourself, if you don't practice fidelity with yourself first, you will bring betrayal into your life until you start to become uh, faithful to yourself first. So it all begins and ends with you. So my friend and I had a routine, like I said, and it was disrupted. And it, it kind of oddly didn't occur to me to ask, but now that I look back, hey, next time I'll do that. So both of us were in agreement of what we could have handled differently because this person said, you know what, I didn't think about it. Uh, and and I, I, could have, I could have given you a heads up. So we were both able to make amends and move forward. And I'm so grateful. Um, a lot of times that's not the case. Some people, it doesn't matter how you approach them, even if you do it with kid gloves. They're getting defensive uh, and they can't work through things. And then at that point, you have to kind of, whether it's lick your wounds, move on, uh, figure out how much and often you want that kind of person in your life. So there is relief in looking deeper into why we feel what we feel and asking for help when we can't resolve things on our own. We're always given signs about what to attend to and with our own best intentions, most challenges really can be resolved quite quite quickly. Sometimes you can resolve them on your own if you chew on them and up, put things in perspective, really understand the true nature of uh, the person you're talking about, right? If you really know who they are at their core, then it's, it takes very few moments to let things go and let your pain go. So I kept repeating, everyone is just doing their best to myself over and over and over again to remember the power of what happened. And I continue to use the phrase to remind me that we're all operating from our point of reference and value systems. And, and when we value something, we have rules around it. Meaning uh, I valued, let's say for example, I value um, respect in a, in a friendship or a relationship. Well, I have rules around what that means. So for example, a rule of mine regarding respect could be uh, people um, are on time. Uh, people ask my permission. Uh, a way of showing respect is that people um, say thank you. You know, different things like that. The rules we have that are connected to the values that we hold are what causes us pain or pleasure. Some people have the value of love and for them, love is uh, getting flowers every week, being told, I love you after you get off the phone every time, uh, could be having sex 
three times a week. It could be buying jewelry. You know, the rules that we have about love vary from person to person based on uh, what you you hold important. And if any of those rules are not met or they are violated, you will f- you will feel pain. But if they are met, right, then you're going to feel pleasure and you're going to feel love. So the next time you struggle to understand why someone isn't taking action on something or they have chosen to take action, but in a way that you don't believe is the right way, take a moment and remind yourself that not only is everyone just trying to do their best, but also they need to learn what they need to learn on their own divine timing too. And they just may hold different rules about the same value, or they might not value what you value and they might find other things more important. Just make sure you work hard to find your peace. And most of all, offer compassion to them and especially to yourself when you struggle to stop bouncing back and forth in your crazy eight. I hope this has been helpful. And uh, please go ahead, if you're finding value Uh, in these podcast episodes, go ahead and hop onto iTunes and please write a review and rate me. Uh, It's so wonderful to see the support that I'm getting and I love to see your feedback. So I send love to you. I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 